feel like making decisions as a couple is a hard thing anyways. I mean, sometimes we can barely decide on what we want to eat. First world problems, right? <laughs> but making yeah. big decisions, like where are we going to go to church? How are we going to educate our children? Where are we going to live? Where are we going to live? Should we take this job? Or that's going to move us across the country. And if you're How? a young couple, maybe uh, college decisions yeah. and, or any any big financial decision. Something that just changes your normal, right? Your your current normal to a very big or different new normal. Yeah. Um, they're hard to navigate. And I think we've had a lot of stumbling blocks <laughs> and we've we've fallen on our faces i think a good many times and the cool thing about it is god is still sovereign and faithful mm. and good to never leave us but also use those times to grow us together and in him and you're absolutely right and i can't wait to dive into it so listeners we'll see you on the other side welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage sex communication finances priorities purpose and everything in between laugh ponder and join in on candid gospel-centered conversations This is Fierce Marriage. Yeah, decisions are... Here's the thing, is decisions, they're important, they're big, but as believers, we have a special kind of call in our lives to to make wise choices Mm -hmm. and to live in a way that isn't arbitrary, to make decisions that aren't selfish, and to do so in unity as a couple, as a family, for the glory of God, for the good of the church, for the good of our community, right. for all these purposes that are bigger than us. And believe it or not, that that reality should impact how we make decisions as a family. Yeah, and the interesting thing about this, and I don't want it to go this way, but we're going to go there because we are in the current times that we are in, is we are recording this at sort of the big outbreak of, it's been happening for a while, but coronavirus is very real in, in Washington state. And we, I, I read a thing today. Sorry. I read a thing where they, they're calling us kind of like the Wuhan yes. of, of America, of yeah. the United States. It's ground zero right. in our own area. And ground zero, like we're in the Puget Sound, which is ground zero for our state. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. it's there's I guess there's a lot to be said for making decisions right now. And Ooh, yeah. there's a lot to be said about how we operate in a in a time that is dealing with a pandemic, they're calling it now. Um, how are we loving those around us? How are we making those decisions together as a family? Are we looking out for me and my own or are we, you know, engaging and having our faith move in our bodies? Right. And we're taking action of, you know, going and talking to our elderly neighbors. How are we making those decisions? Are we even thinking about making those decisions? Yeah. I mean, as believers, again, we're supposed to be, I think, mulling over choices in our lives on a daily basis. Yeah. So I just want to take a moment to encourage you if let's try to think outside of ourselves right now. Um, I'm not sure what's going to be happening when this episode lands in five days, Yeah, uh, but a lot can happen. These things progress very quickly. It's, it's logarithm. It's, it, it's exponential. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage you to think outside of yourself. Um, we are called to be hands and feet of Christ. Um, think of how you can help feed shop for the elderly, yeah. the, the vulnerable, all that kind of stuff. Just, yes. um, that's, I just, cause I tend to be, I want to be like, this is my family. I'm going to, you know, get ready for the apocalypse. I, think that's right? our I just want to like response. hold you close yeah. and push everyone else away. And God's like, and not in this time. The better way is yes. to lead our family into a place of serving our community within, um, within wisdom and, and safety, safety yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, so I didn't want to just gloss over that because we <clears throat> can yeah. very much just talk about marriage in a bubble, right? And we need to know that the things that we God puts on our hearts are yeah. in real time and in a real world and not just in the minds and, and it's very, office of Selena and Ryan Frederick. And very honestly, very, very <clears throat> infrequently will we jump out of our lane. Yeah. Like we try to just stay in the, hey, we're here to encourage you in Christ when it comes to marriage and family. And there's a lot of stuff happening politically around the the world in terms of just news cycles and stuff like that. So we we, we won't do that. But this is truly unique. Yeah. This is a unique situation. So we're, we're praying and we are with you. And let's see the body of Christ shine in this mm, time. So good. Okay. So we're talking about decisions. 
Um, you need to make a decision to leave a rating and review for the Fierce Marriage <laughs> Podcast. And it let is. me tell you, it is wise. And, and you can pray about it, but you only get confirmation. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> no, yeah. So if you haven't done that, please do. It means a ton. Somebody wrote in um, and left a review and said, and I'm just so I'm humbled by this. And they said that our, the podcast has helped kind of save their marriage, that it has set their family on a completely different trajectory. So I'm, I'm again, I'm humbled. I, we are just always pointing people to God's word and it's God's word that transforms lives. It's not Ryan and Selena, it's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thankful for, for his work. I'm thankful for those who let us know what God's doing in their lives. And reviews are one way to do that. Mm-hmm. And they're one way to give back. Mm-hmm. If we've helped you leave a rating, leave a review it takes like 10 seconds to do the rating, another 20 seconds to do the review. Uh, another way, if you want to be on mission is go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage, all one word, and you can partner with us financially. We just ask two things. Pray about it. If God leads you that you would follow through with whatever level your family is led to, um, support us at, it does buy, uh, food for our family. So thank you. <laughs> and it helps us keep this thing ad free <laughs> and logistics and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not going out into the abyss. Like it has a very tangible, um, way of helping yes. us is what I'm trying yes. to say. Uh, finally, if you have a question, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast, and uh, we will get back around to answering those as soon as the dust settles in our personal lives, because we've been we've been sick, not with the coronavirus, thank God. I, maybe. I don't know. They say a lot of people don't know they're sick with it. We're healthy at the moment, but we're finally getting back on our in our rhythms of life. Yes. yes. So. Um, yes. I think things have closed for See Through Book, the launch team, right? We're clo- that door you know is what? closed. Well, I actually, no, you weren't part of that, but I had a meeting with our marketing team, and mm-hmm. we have our launch. We have a gal, Alexis, who's managing. Alexis, the, yeah. not Alexa. Alexis, Alexis. yeah, <laughs> Alexa, manage the launch team. Okay. If only it were that easy. <laughs> no, Alexis is way smarter than Alexa. She is. Anyway, she's managing the launch team, and basically we've opened it up, and now it's just the, the logistics going to change a little bit. If you still want to be interested, go to seethroughbook.com, and you know what? We're going to give out. Here's the cool thing that, Selena, I didn't tell you this. I'm so sorry. This is my life, people. We're giving out free books, like physical books, to people who leave reviews what? up to a certain number. So it's really going to come down to who's the first, who are the first people to sign up, wow. who are the first, first people to pre-order, who are the first people to write a review. And you're going to get a free digital copy of the book. Wow. So you can... Yeah, there's some strings, but you know it's pretty minimal compared to uh, the alternatives, which okay, is nothing cool. F- cool. Nothing, so. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit waxed today. I went surfing yesterday, which is not normal, but I'm hoping to make it normal. So I drove, got up at five, drove with two buddies two hours out to the coast. We surfed for four hours. That's a long time surfing. I got swept away twice by the current. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> there's a big jetty. There's these little jetties or we went those were garbage and i i had to i it was terrible you were it out was to terrible. the good even lost in the ocean i don't and then we went to this. the big jetty and i got i got there's a little river you ride it's a current river and i rode it and then i was like i got to get out of this thing and it was like you're not getting out of me i'm taking you out further and then i got out and i was exhausted and i was like this is how people die and i'd say it was like a six out of a five out of six and a half out of ten in terms of my worried scale but, but that's like real good. worried. Selena's finding out about this right now. That's not fair. Kyle was right there, my buddy Kyle, and he was like, he gave me the okay sign to make sure I was good, and I was like, giving him the okay back, and I was like, this is my pride talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really was okay. I was floating and I was warm, so I was oh good. Goodness. Anyway, uh, I'm excited to be here today. <laughs> I'm appreciative of this other I'm this glad new day. that you're excited because I'm a little frustrated <laughs> with you right now. Okay. That's why I had to break the news this on the why, podcast. Well, this is why surfing is just, I'm just like, don't ever go alone, people. Don't ever go alone. Yeah, At least not on the Washington coast. There are some serious Not during out the there. winter on no. the Washington coast. Don't not be somewhere. dumb. You will get, you will get uh, roughed up yep. and potentially killed. So Okay. Well. Where are we going today? So we have. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Selena. <laughs> nope. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. I just wrote it. It's fine. <laughs> and you're telling me you almost drowned. Down. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Well. In 2009, before we were... you got to tell them where we're going to go first before we get into it. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. We talked about this. All right. So we're going to talk about what decision-making, kind of what our tendencies are around decision-making in marriage. Yeah. Not just Ryan and Selena, but in general, culturally, and yeah, what we see is human tendencies. Yes. And then in we'll big talk, decisions. In big decisions, yes. Then we'll define those. Yeah, and then we'll look around, okay, what are God-honoring decisions, and what are some tools we can use to make good decisions, and how do we 
how do we align those kind of those th- that thought patterns with God's word? There is a really beautiful way to do that that we've um, just started kind of scratching the surface on. And then we will talk about uh, gaining agreement around decisions and then more tangible tools, like specific tools right. that can help you make big decisions. Right. So. I think there's definitely a process to making big decisions. And the actual decision itself typically is a fast thing. Mm. Um, but when it comes to the process, of, yes. you know, we're going to pray and think You're about this. Right. It's going to right. take you some nailed time. It. Good job. Are you trying to be extra encouraging You're right doing now? great. <laughs> I love you. I love just how patient you are and how forgiving you are and how gracious you are. Man, what would I do if you weren't gracious? (laughs) What would I do? Get out of here. I'm running this podcast. (laughs) You're you're done. You're done for the day. All right. All right. No. But so when when we were thinking about big decisions in our life, we did move to Southern California in 2009. We had been married for about seven years. Um, We had not... Uh, embarked on having children quite yet, and we decided, hey, we got, well, I don't know if I should jump there. You're, okay, I don't know where to jump in here. You love glossing we, over our <laughs> stories. You're like, we moved, get over it. <laughs> Just who it. cares about the details? Hey, People want to know because be there's context to, to me. It. There is. No, we went on a trip to Europe. Again, first world problems, right? We probably couldn't have afforded it. You found some crazy tickets on online for like $200 to where? $350 to, to Munich and back. Right. To and, Germany from Seattle, yeah. crazy. We were, and you surprised them. You surprised me with them on a Valentine's Day. So we literally got backpacks and went to. Yeah, we just we went to Germany Munich and for two caught weeks. trains. Yeah, and we just kind around. of backpacked around like Austria, Switzerland. We had went to go see the family that we um, that where you had heart surgery, where we had stayed like many years before. And so you know, we it's not that this trip was some extravagant thing. We stayed in hostels. <laughs> We did. Uh, we stayed, and we we didn't have any real plans. The, no. the tickets cost us seven hundred dollars total. Yeah, the internet and still so was like you kind of had to pay for it in a lot of ways. We didn't have smartphones, yeah. so it was, it, it was it was a long trip, but it was definitely we were scrapping. Oh yeah, we, we, we took night trains, and we thought, oh, we'll have a nice like train car to ourselves. Yeah, with like eight other people, they stacked yeah. those beds like four high on each side. Yeah, so was it was awkward. an adventure. It was a bit awkward, but it was an adventure. And so again, this is this was on a low budget. Saw it said let's be irresponsible and go so we did and after i think it was 14 days or so we came back and god had really kind of shown us how much time we hadn't really been spending together because of of you know church volunteering um full-time jobs just our priorities the, were just off. our priorities were off yeah and so yeah. we after it was after a few months wasn't it i felt god really lead me to a place of like, you're going to, you're responsible for your family and mm-hmm. the way you're leading them is not honoring me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, that really caused me to come to you and say, I really feel like it's time for a change right. where there's a decision coming. And what and the, deci- the decision for us was, what is the change going to be? We didn't know. We just knew a change had to happen. Yeah. And God graciously kind of began like getting rid of options Yes. <laughs> until yes. we basically had a lot fewer options. Yeah. Over time, yeah, it was a few months, Um, but you know, all that to say, we kind of we ended up in Southern California, and so the reason we moved to California, I'm telling that there was a lot of unrest. We knew that a change was coming, and we we had gone to visit friends down there, and we're like, oh yeah, this is great. We can start a business with them. We're gonna be friends with them, and we need a new start. And ironically, we went down there, and what, like six months later, they moved home, well, home back to Washington. Uh, we, the the economy crashed, so the solar idea of a solar company just didn't uh, yeah. make sense. <laughs> so my background's in energy engineering, and so we were starting a solar uh, design and installations Sounds company. Sounds so cool, but you know, <clears throat> we sold nothing. It sold so nothing. it was awesome. <laughs> and then we were yeah. like, oh, we need a new start with sunshine and palm trees. Well, the funny thing about wherever you go is there you are. So you kind of take all your problems and angst with you, right? Right. So we were kind of trying to exercise our our agency if you will that's yeah. what you like to say can yeah. you define that word agency for well, me okay so god gives us the ability to make decisions mm-hmm. okay and and we are accountable for our decisions yes and when the bible says like make uh, heed wisdom right. and and reject folly okay so we have agency in Did that you process take heeded of the wisdom <laughs> take i took heeded of the words he- heeded. heeded i headed the words <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and so we have agency in that, and God is not making those decisions for us. Now, there's a lot to be said around mm-hmm. God's sovereignty and salvation mm-hmm. and how that process unfolds. And when you read Romans and what... <laughs> what you see in the book of Romans in terms of how God saves his people. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about our being on commission, uh, on mission, being commissioned in terms of uh, in the garden when God said, go forth, uh, uh, bear fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the Great Commission or are you talking about, talking about the initial like commissioning of the first couple in Eden and then also multiply, multiply, not multiply, bear fruit, multiply, <laughs> fill the earth and subdue it. Yes. That's like a go and, and cultivate work the land, mm-hmm. be on mission with me as God, not me, but God, God. Yes. <laughs> and then Jesus commissioning us as disciples, right? right? So there's this sense that we, we are, we are free. Okay. In a way yeah. to make decisions. There's a lot can be said about it philosophically about really, are we, because every decision we make is just a result of some other, some other cause. And then that cause was the result of some other cause. And it's just an infinite regression of causes. And you get, that's Thomas Aquinas, get all the way back to like how God is the uncaused causer, the unmoved <laughs> mover, right? He is the or- originator. So yes, there's all that stuff, but I'm saying basically like, as far as we're concerned and how you live your life, you basically have agency, right? Yes. It's by God's grace that we do anything good. So, okay. When we were making the decision to move to California, we had wisdom in the back of our minds. We're thinking, this is a good choice because... Yes, I do think we well we you, had we did, but there were a couple we yeah, there very, were a couple of reasons that we're going to bring to you all that you should avoid. <laughs> we, we were try- yeah, you're right. We weren't. I feel like God used our tiny sliver of agency to yes. and he he transformed our desires to fulfill his grander purpose yes. that we were only able to see in hindsight. Yes, and that's one of the big pieces of this is we do exercise our agency, but we also have to rest in God's sovereignty. Yes while we're making big decisions. So we kind of get to a point where you just need to make a decision and trust the decision that, right. that God has led you to make or wisdom has led you to make. Right. And so that's, and so we ended up in California and we went down there to have, we had, I like, I had ambitions of building yes. this business and like, I, I ran the numbers out five years and I was like, we're going to be millionaires by the time <laughs> we're 30. It's going to be awesome. And I'm just this brilliant mind <laughs> and all of my numbers are going to work perfectly. And as soon as I walk through the door, someone's going to buy a $40,000 system. Right. Well, none of that happened. Obviously, none of that happened. The economy crashed. (laughs) Boom, gone. Like Selena was saying. Our friends moved away. Boom, that hope was gone. And all of a sudden, we We, were stripped of our reasons mm -hmm. of beating. And there we were. And we're like, okay, well, somehow we're here. Yeah. How, what now? (laughs) And so so what we saw through that is God used that as a time to really repair our hearts in deep ways. It's it was a time when God really, that's where fierce marriage was birthed yep. out of that season. You were and a young we, life leader for five year, four yep. years. Yep. And you, we have relationships five years. still. From, yeah. There's, we, we learned how to do, we kind of relearned how to do ministry. I feel like in a lot of ways we helped, uh, we were a part of a church plant. Yeah. I'd say, I'd argue we've learned it for the first time. For but, the first time. Yeah. And it wasn't the, the theme was that it was not about us. Right. And the theme was hmm. how do we love people and show them Jesus and that was a that was a personal struggle for my own heart for just a minute here, I'm going to say, because the Jesus that I knew that I grew up with was one that, yes, he saved me, but he was also someone who was going to give me what I wanted if I did all the right things, oh. right? And yeah. so Wait, to, to present that to a teenager that's like, I'm going to drink and party and sleep around, why wouldn't I? And it's like, uh... In young life, you mean, when you're talking to In young life, them? yes. Sorry. There's no context at all. Yes. When I'm, that's why I'm here, people. When I'm in young life... <laughs> When I went, yes, meeting young people and saying, hey, don't you want to like know Jesus? You can't drink, you can't party and you don't sleep around. And they're like, why? Why would I want to like know Jesus? And so that that confronted me in a lot of ways of why? Why would I want them to follow Jesus? Like, what does that mean for them right now? And it's it was a really good struggle for my own heart. Thankfully, I had leaders around me, people around me that loved me well and showed me what it means to have relationship with those young people, but also how to know and understand and just be loved by Jesus and know what it means to be truly saved. So God had used graciously our agency and our desires to help us and guide us through this big decision that in hindsight, we can see his sovereignty working in ways that we could have never engineered or Mm. manufactured or anticipated Mm -hmm. in that we, I, I, I believe this and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but I believe that I think we heard the gospel for the first time 
down there. We learned what it meant to actually live in Christian community yeah. down there. We learned what it meant to be transparent. Yeah. We learned what it meant to be a married couple relying on God. I, as I remember those nights when I would agonize over our finances when we were starting a business and no money in the bank, rents due, and God said, I'm your provider, not you. Right. Relax. Right. We learned how to to make some decisions about our right. life and our marriage through the community that God had put us in. They showed us how to but all that, yeah, and so we could have never seen his sovereignty yes. working in those big ways in our lives. Yes. I could have never, we, we weren't sitting up here where we live in Washington, where we're from, saying, let's go to California so that we can learn how to be in Christian community. Let's go down there so we can hear about and right. love Jesus more for the first time. Right. Let's do, we it can, speaks oh. to the sovereignty and glory yes. of God entirely. <clears throat> I mean, by all definitions, we went there and failed, right? Like, we basically went down there and failed. We lived in an apartment. By worldly definitions. By worldly definitions, but by God's definitions, I'm like, this was our desert season. We were the Israelites. Like, we were, God, <laughs> we had this mass exodus. <laughs> okay, it's not that dramatic, but we did. We left for a time, and God was saying let me be like the water in your desert let me be your mm. provider right and we we're literally yeah. in the desert but figuratively literally we god brought us in there to change us and brought us out beautiful for the better it's beautiful so we're, sh- we're sharing that story to kind of illustrate one big decision that we've made and and hopefully as we talk it'll it'll make sense when we talk about agency versus god's sovereignty so let's before we go into maybe um Let's define what big decisions are. Right. And we kind of said it at the beginning. It's kind of like a move, like you're moving from a different home, maybe to a different part of your state or out of state or out of your community, right? Or Mm -hmm. a big purchase, something that's going to affect like your ongoing financial or like day-to-day financial ways, I guess. (laughs) A career change, how you're going to educate your kids. Whether or not to have kids. A lot of couples write in about that and say, when is the right time to to start a family? Um or, uh, like I recently started going to seminary. That was a yeah, big decision. Was a big, yeah. Higher it, education for sure. It means that I'm, ha- we're having to spend, uh, you know, the money, which it's not cheap right. and there's no discounts here. <laughs> um, and then there's also the, uh, the time that I'm yes. like reading when, instead of helping the family. So those, any, th- any type of decision that's going to affect the trajectory of your day to day life. Right. Um, did you mention, you said big financial, so like a car, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Okay. So what is our tendency then? So culturally, how do we... <laughs> or selena Lee. <laughs> if we're staring down the barrel of a big decision and we're Let saying... Let me just give you an example of, of a bad big decision <clears throat> that Selena tried to make when he moved to California. <laughs> All right. Hit me. What, what did you... So, well, not when we moved there, but we... We were in an apartment for about a year or two and then, or a year or so. And then I took Young Life Kids to camp and I came back and I was like, Ryan, we have to buy a house. I'm not going to have enough space for these Young Life girls. We've got like 12 of them and some of them, they have like three houses around the country. Like they're so rich, (laughs) you know? And so I'm like, okay, this is the next thing we've got to do. We've got to move fast. We've got to start looking at houses. And you were just like, uh, what? First off, no. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, and I was no, very uh, adamant about it, but but then you're like Selena, like they're not coming for the house, right? They're coming f- for us, for the relationship, especially. Yeah. And that was that was a hard lesson for me because before we had been operating in this, yeah, we just got to get get more and get bigger because this is just how the church grows, right? It's like this if I don't how, buy this thing or have this thing, then I can't do yeah. the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. And the right. funny thing is that there's always some other thing that you need to have well, to do the thing. The other funny thing is that God's at work no matter what you have, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was my oh yes, Lord. Well, that's big. That's a big one if you're thinking of having kids. Because yeah. you oftentimes think, oh, I have to have uh, this big number. Like I have to have a year's worth of salary in the bank. Plus, we need to have a house. Plus, the crib and everything has to be perfectly. We were a two-bedroom apartment, barely two bathrooms. It was super nice. It worked. Little kids don't need much, friends, until it, you have more. <laughs> and we didn't live like in L.A. We lived in Palm Desert, which is very – like re- apartments were really cheap. Yes. So – but regardless, people will say you're never ready. But th- that's a tendency. Or right. – um, yeah, you name it, whatever the decision is. Now, there's some wisdom in some of those decisions, right? right? So if you're going to buy a car, it's probably better not to use, uh, to overextend yourself. You need to make sure that you have money to actually pay for it. So you're right. going to wait. Right. Uh, but there's always weighing, like buying a car in the Bible, not there. <laughs> <laughs> but like having kids in the Bible is a blessing. 
buying a car is not even mentioned, but it's, you know, so we have to use wisdom. We have to apply wisdom to how we make these decisions. Right. Because typically we have this, we have this yeah. tendency to just, you know, take the path of least resistance. I'm like, let's just buy another house, right? That's a simple thing. Yeah, three tendencies. Get shiny, get, get the shiny new object, yeah. the next thing, you know? Um, and we also try to be too aggressive, I think, with those decisions because they're driven by fear. Yeah. You've ever had a time when you've had buyer's remorse? I, almost every large purchase, there's always a moment no. of like, take yeah. your breath away. <laughs> like, well, yeah. So let's talk about this. So again, you mentioned three tendencies. Um, the, I real briefly want to cover them so they like make they a lot of clarity. Yeah. Path of least resistance. Uh, an example of this is, um, uh, I don't have an example of this, but say, so marketing, all of the marketing that we get is geared toward pitching us on a product we never thought we needed, but mm. now all of a sudden we have to have it. Right. right? And so the this path is your of, quick way to get it. Yeah. The path of Credit least card. resistance is, yeah. Oh, I don't, it's like zero money down, zero whatever percent financing for the first six months. And on this $20,000, like mattress or not mattress, it's a nice <laughs> mattress. I'm thinking a Goodness. furniture set or something yeah. or a car or whatever. And you're saying, well, that's easy. It's like much easier than saving. It's way easier than yeah. trying to have, you know, half the money down or whatever. So that's would be like a path of least resistance. You're kind of just doing the thing that you want to do most, regardless of wisdom. Right. Uh, the second one, the shiniest object, that's kind of in the similar thing, but it's in the moment desires. Yeah. So we just, we see something that we want and we just, we, we take it. Right. Um, whether that's a, a, you know, like getting a promotion at work. Okay. So husbands or wives, if you're working and you're, you're the breadwinner for your family, you get offered a promotion. Now with that promotion comes a $10,000 a year pay increase. But you're also, you know, you're going to be traveling mm. twice as much. You're going to be gone, you know, th half, half the month you're right. going to be gone traveling for work, or you're going to have to commute to a place that you know is going to take another two hours a day right. out from your family. So that, that can be a shiniest object. Right. Uh, and then the final one we talked about is aggressive and just being too quick or fear driven. So you, like what Selene was saying, like, we have to get a house now. So because I, you just you don't, don't t let it marinate to take the time right. to become a wise decision. Which I think is an yeah. indicator of a not so wise decision, right? Whenever we're being pushed to make a quick, fast, aggressive decision, it's never, for, in our experience, it's never been very fruitful. So, you know, what, is, what does the Bible say about making decisions? How do we make wise decisions? I think you touched on it um, briefly of how we can apply wisdom <clears throat> and how, mm. you know, we... we believe in the Bible, right? We know that it's God's word and authority, but does it, but do we hear some sort of something other message like in the world saying, oh, but you know, there's another good way to make this decision. Mm. Um, but we, and I mean, I, we, we said we're going to talk about kind of overlying these, these two ways, but ultimately is, is the Bible your authority on decision-making? Like if we're making a decision out of fear, why are we afraid? What, what is causing, is it, is our identity wrapped up in something that we're trying to make happen? Hmm. Um, you yeah. know, there's some questions around this. So, yeah. So what I'd like to do for this, I'd like to kind of overlay, uh, we mentioned it earlier, but there's a, in business, they call it, it's the seven steps of decision-making. <laughs> okay. It's super dry. And, but I think, I do think it's helpful. And we go through these steps almost every time we make a decision. It just depends on how right. methodical you are in going through them. And I'd like to overlay that simultaneously with an article from Got Questions, uh, or basically the author, I don't know who wrote the article. It's a great resource, this site, but it's what does the Bible say about decision making? And so I kind of want to, let's go through the, the Got Questions article first. Okay. And it gives us seven like seven steps, mm -hmm. right? And then we'll go through the seven steps of decision-making from the business textbooks okay. and from Dartmouth and all these different colleges and stuff. So basically the, the big answer, um, as we think about God's word around decision-making is the Bible offers many principles to aid the, this is what it says to aid the process of making decisions that honor God. Now the following list is not exhaustive, but it does represent many teachings of scripture. So in Again, there's no passage in scripture. This is why we have systematic theology. There's no passage in scripture that says, here thou shalt make decisions in thus manner. Right, right. <laughs> that's terrible, like Bible speak. <laughs> but there's nothing Genius that's that clear. Right? But we do have so much on wisdom, so much on prayer, prayer, so much Godly on trusting counsel. God. Yeah. Godly counsel, yes. And so the first step is always begin with prayer. 
a Christian, somebody who values God over all, who follows Christ as our one and only king, who Christ is on the throne, we're going to go to our king and say, King, Jesus, what do you think of this? Right. What right. should I do as your servant, as your disciple? What should I do? We've kind of coined this term of calling it, bringing it to the table. Like mm. we are going to bring this to the table and this is where this decision is going to live for a bit. And we, that's what, that's what we're talking about. So we're bringing it to God, right? we're, we're praying, we're talking to him and not just when a big decision hits us, but in between mm. all of those times in yeah. our day to day. That's why we talk about being in the word, spending time in prayer, communing with God, because when these big decisions come, we don't want to be scrambling, reading our Bible, right? Okay. What's God say? What does he say about that? It's like, no, 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 no. Our life should be full and rich and acknowledging who God is on a day-to-day basis so that when something comes like a big decision, our desires are already being formed in him and Mm. they're already following after him. Yeah. Yeah. And lining up with a great commission. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. (laughs) You sound like you want me to start talking. Oh, I thought you had something to say. Well, prayer is us going to God uh, and basically saying like, you're God, I'm not, Mm. I need you. And so when we pray, we, we are acknowledging that there's might be something I don't know about this. Yeah. There's an aspect of this decision Absolutely. that I'm not seeing. God, give me wisdom. That's James yeah. 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously mm. to all without reproach. Mm. And it will be given to him. So, and then First Thessalonians five seventeen, pray continually, among mm-hmm. other things. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, Praying is such a, it's an irreplaceable part of the Christian life. We tend, we tend to gloss over that. So what if you headed into this decision, instead of looking at the market, like valuation of homes going up Hmm. or whatever, uh, looking at this car that you think is going to be off the lot if you don't get it and you're going to, you have to pay more than you want to pay or whatever that urgency that's right. What if you said table that like Selena's saying, or you're not meaning that, but we'll say we'll table it. And what if you committed to praying for it every day for seven days? Praying about it, not praying praying for it. I just want to change that word. Not saying God help us get this house, (laughs) but God help us have wisdom in these. Yes, and as we walk through this decision, yes, help my heart to not be, you know, drawn to this out of the wrong priority Mm. and the wrong perspective. Yeah, yeah, Uh, because so so often it's easy to just want it because you just want it, right? And And it doesn't require. Is it requiring trust? Like, is this requiring? you know, us trusting the Lord. And I think going to him in prayer about these decisions is Mm. a huge uh, acknowledgement of trust. Yeah. Uh, So that's the first one. Begin with prayer. Uh, The second one is you have to be clear about what you're actually deciding about. You have to (laughs) define it. Define the decision. Sounds obvious, people. It sounds obvious. But it's not. Yeah. And so you have to, uh, in order to make a wise and informed decision and to act in a way that's actually going to bear fruit, you have to know clearly what you're actually aiming for. So... We're going to talk about a tool to know clearly better. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but if if you're not clear, like if you just say, we just need a, we need a second car. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, for why? <laughs> for why? Because everyone has a second car. Well, because I'm tired of picking you up on the way home from work. <laughs> or I'm tired. Okay. Well, okay. What do we really need here? Do we need this? Is the decision really to buy a car or not? Or is it to uh, evaluate how we handle our, you right. know, our yeah. needs yeah. or and then if, if you, anyway, we can go on and on about that. Just define clearly what you're deciding on. Yeah. Um, the third one is to seek biblical wisdom. And again, these are the biblical priorities. So seek biblical wisdom. Um, in other words, look at what, what's, what God's word says. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, like that'd be really clear. I think, uh, in general debt is against biblical wisdom, like incurring debt that you can't afford. Mm, yeah. And so, if you if if we're wanting to be radical, God forbid, we actually look at God's word and let it bear weight on our lives, and we say, "All right, well, God must have said that for my own good." Mm. And he's not trying to hold out something that I want; like He's not trying to hold out on me. He's trying to give me a richer, deeper, more sustainable joy, yeah. and not just a fleeting happiness. Yeah. So maybe I should listen to that, and maybe I shouldn't let yeah. let the zero down zero percent finance right. maybe i can't me. see the end of this but god can and he knows and so i'm gonna trust that because i can't see and that he can i'm I'm gonna trust his authority on this and mm. his governance in this decision making and i'm using the zero down zero percent and i know that some people you'll use that and like pay it early and and get, get free miles money and all and that stuff. so just know there's wisdom around how to use that mechanism, yeah. but in general, like debt financing is going to be unwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
It's a that's, safe that's, statement. So that's the fourth one. Um, or so that's the third one. The fourth one is to seek godly counsel. So you've gone, you've gone to God's word. You've read it. You've consulted. You've let it bear weight on you. Now you need to make sure you're not missing anything. Yeah. And is this the point where you would, I feel like we would bring it to each other in prayer together as like spouse to spouse. Like when we're bringing it to the table, we're, we're praying about it. God's at the table, right? We're bringing the thing. We're bringing it to God. Our spouse is there, right? We are bringing it to our spouse. And then you're saying, see godly counsel of like a community of having people around us and saying that know us, right? That we've been given, we've given them kind of the trump card of saying, yes, this is a good decision. Green light go or no, this is not wise. And this is, these are our reasons because, Mm -hmm. you know, they know us. We've done life alongside them for a number of years they know us they understand and they love us and they want to speak truth into that so i think the key is there is what you said godly counsel proverbs 15 22 without counsel plans fail but with many advisors they succeed yeah Um, i would say that we are on the same page from the first step yeah yeah not that i'm like praying about it by myself Defining well, the issue by myself sometimes though i i i have things that maybe come up in my mind or I'm like, man, should I go do this or not? And maybe that's more of a day-to-day decision or should we be praying about this? Like I haven't thought about this in months and should, is this a time that we should be like a house? Should we be praying about a house? Is that something that God wants us? And then I'll bring it, usually bring it to you almost before or while I'm like praying about, should I pray about it? (laughs) That makes sense. Well, it's amazing how when it comes to big decisions, God almost always will allow us our hearts to be aligned mm-hmm. when it comes to those and they just haven't been and so yeah we're like our initial litmus test i'll have this like harebrained idea and you're like that is nope <laughs> <laughs> that's no go roger that <laughs> see you tomorrow yeah uh and you've had those well we've learned how to well. do it in a loving yeah. way as well i'm not just like <laughs> yeah but but i've learned to trust your intuition because i'm like well if if my if Selena's not on board, then there's a good chance, like, unless I feel really strongly. Well, and the same for me, yeah, because I trust you have not led us astray, and you've trusted me in the intuition. And usually mm. there's a good reason, and the reasons are typically beyond our, our own desires, but it's, like, going to affect our family in a humongous way. Yeah. So, and sometimes those decisions are necessary and good, but they're not without, like, yeah. what we're saying. We are. Prayer, yeah. counsel, uh, seeking godly wisdom. So we're. That's yeah. Okay. So we're flying through this episode. We're 37 minutes in. So I want to make sure that we are getting to the rest of these. Uh, so the, so that was the fourth one. The fifth one is trust the Lord through decision. We talked about this earlier. Mm -hmm. You have exercised agency and wisdom. Now allow God to do what God does and just trust him to, to guide you in ways that you don't see. So good. And trust him that he's using wisdom in a way that like we went to the desert. Yeah. We ultimately trust it. And he we followed our, our plans, plans for his yes. glory, for our yes. good. And I'm thankful for it. The fifth one, sorry, the fourth, I can't get these straight. The sixth one, I'll recap these. Be willing to admit mistakes and adjust accordingly. This article says something really cool. It says, be willing to admit, uh, in most cases, there's no wisdom in continuing down a wrong path after you have discovered it is wrong. Hmm. So the sooner you can identify that it's the wrong path and adjust, the, the wiser. Hmm. Um, and then the seventh one is give praise to God in your success. So even when you just result in personal success, the temptation is to believe that it's due to your own power. Mm. I can attest, okay, fierce marriage is, has become a thing. Anything good that's happened in fierce marriage is not because Ryan and Selena are genius marriage nope. people. <laughs> it's because God is working and he's, we're just like a wash in his tide and being yes. like, I'm a rag doll in the waves. Yes. Speaking of going surfing yesterday, yes. just being tossed around, like knocked around and like, it's going in, it's going out. <laughs> it's, and I'm just like going in and out with it. And I'm trying to, you know, and obviously I'm having a good time trying to surf and all that, but it's ultimately, we are victims of God's sovereignty in a really wonderful, beautiful way. And so we have to give glory to him mm-hmm. anytime there is fruit being born because only yeah. he can only make it grow. So quickly recap is first start with prayer. Second, define the issue clearly. Third, seek biblical wisdom. So go to the Bible. The fourth one is now seek godly counsel. And I want to take a little sidebar real fast doesn't mean that they just have the trump card automatically because you're going to them. It means that you are letting them speak into it in a way that you're actually open to the possibility that the decision can go either way. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I'm the fifth one. I will allow it. You'll allow it. <laughs> trust the Lord with your decision. Once you've, once you've jumped out of the plane, trust that the parachute is going <laughs> to... 
goodness. No, that's a bad analogy. Nope. But trust the Lord. God is not our parachute. <laughs> this is bad. Well, he kind of is. Well. He's also the wind beneath my wings. Well. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Reel that back in. Uh, so we're trusting that we've done our best and God will, will <laughs> do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> You're not making... Just trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Scripture always oh. speaks the best. Okay. Six, okay. be willing to admit mistakes and adjust accordingly. Again, if okay. you know it's the wrong path, stop and turn. And seventh, give praise to God for the success in it. Don't take all okay. the credit and hog it. That's good. So I think that's pretty clear. There's seven kind of steps toward making decisions. Now, let's overlay very quickly this decision-making rubric that we get from Dartmouth, okay, and other other colleges. Uh, it's very common in the business world and management, all that kind of stuff. So basically, it's if you picture business, <laughs> business <Or> <laughs> MBA, Harvard <laughs> University. <laughs> <laughs> Princeton. Okay. Uh, anyway. Okay. So you start with identifying the decision. We talked about that. The difference is as, as we're overlaying as Christians, our decisions are very different than the decisions someone else might, um, right. Might the, make. So the decisions that we're considering making might yes. not be the same as people who are not followers of Christ. Yes. So we identify the problem and, and identify the decision to be made that you're trying to actually, uh, make. Our priorities are totally different. Right. So then we collect information. That's the part. That's the second step in this rubric. And that's the part where we're looking at the Bible and we're saying, okay, mm. what does God's word say? Well, I'm collecting information. <clears throat> it's not just, should we get black, red, or white <laughs> for the minivan? <laughs> no, it's like we are collecting what's wise. What does a wise person do? Right. What does a foolish person do? Right. How can I be wise and not foolish? So you look... Through that, we're collecting information. We're also going to counsel, counsel mm-hmm. our community. We're going to each other. We're weighing all the options, pros, cons, all that kind of stuff. It's all collecting uh, information about the decision itself. Yeah. Um, then the third step in this process is identify the alternative. So say, again, talking about the minivan. All right. So we've decided on a, on a white minivan or let's, let's pick another let's brown. Let's do a brown minivan. <laughs> gray. Gray minivan. <laughs> Selena. <laughs> just don't woke me all right that's all i'm saying <laughs> i wasn't going there <laughs> yeah, i feel like you were i mean maybe <laughs> <laughs> please don't write in about that okay so uh, we're going with the gray minivan now identify alternatives <laughs> <laughs> the alternatives are either we don't get a minivan or we get a hatchback or maybe we say we don't need a car instead we need motorcycles for each kid <laughs> All right. I'm kidding. That's not, but we're identifying all the different alternatives, whatever. All right. Fourth step, weigh the evidence, pros, cons, what's going to work best for our family. What's not going to work best. How much is it going to cost? How is that going to weigh on us? So how does this overlay with, um, we're seeing biblical wisdom and counsel and then be willing to make mistakes. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, they're not analogous in terms of the steps, but the weighing the evidence again, I feel like still is all about wisdom, right? So now you have a mind and God is giving you a mind to think through the problem that you're trying to solve. So just weigh the evidence and what's going to be wise based on collecting information and all that kind of stuff. And then make a decision. That's step five. It's Mm -hmm. super obvious. You're actually making the decision. Step six is implement the action. And this kind of starts to, to fade away from relevance at this point. So basically you just go and actually do the thing you set out to do. Start, start down that path. Now, the action might be slow. So like if you are making a decision to change jobs, move your family, then the action is going to be a whole process. Yeah. It's not just like a cut and dry thing. Um, and then the seventh, seventh one is evaluate the results. In other words, look back, look back. Like if, if it's a terrible decision and you made a mistake, reverse it. If it's a great decision, then look at God and say, thank you for allowing this to graciously bear fruit. In well, our and I will say though, that sometimes like our decision, right? It felt great. And then sometimes you have that kind of like buyer's remorse or something goes wrong and you're like, wait a second, may you start questioning that decision and in, in the fact that you've already made it, I would say, be patient in those situations and give yourself some time and grace to, um, transition, hmm. I guess. Uh, because sometimes we, we move, we start life in this new like reality and we don't give we don't give the decision enough time to actually grow and and bear fruit and i think that's one of our biggest 
mistakes is that we we move too quickly because we're not happy or we're not it's not what we thought or anything like that yes the overcorrection of it and i would say just yeah. just wait it out allow god to work inside of what is happening and trust that you will look back on this and there is god god doesn't waste our, our lives there's always an area for him to be glorified in i love that i want to add to it in that if you you're may. walking through this these steps and you're saying this is the wise choice now when you actually put the decision into work you can sit and say this was wise for these reasons mm. and here's why it's wise to let it play out yeah here's why it's wise not to like i threw the seeds in this in the dirt they're not growing horrible decision <laughs> pull them out <laughs> right <laughs> no you know it's wise because god's word and conventional yeah. wisdom says put the seeds in the ground and you'll bear a crop you'll mm-hmm. bear a fruit from that so you have to exercise wisdom all around yeah. this whole process. And the beauty of doing wisdom up front is knowing that you can now rely on that wisdom and God's promises on the back end. Mm-hmm. So, like, you decide to have kids, right? Once you ring that bell, you can't unring it. Can't unring it. So, like, when we, Selena, we were, we were kind of rehashing it down in the desert. Selena tells me this story, or she comes home and tells me that she's pregnant. You I, came home. I told you I was pregnant. I came home. Told <laughs> it you was I was all pregnant. a blur. You just—it's <laughs> <laughs> all a blur. You came home, and I told you. Well, it didn't help that it was April Fool's Day. Do you it's remember? true. <laughs> and I was like, "You're kidding me." <laughs> I didn't think about that. I was just like, "I'm pregnant. I we, need to tell you." I didn't know nothing else mattered. <laughs> and we were excited because we had we had felt led to make mm-hmm. this decision, but I was still having to kind of wrap my head around a change in our entire reality, and so I went for I immediately went for a trail run. <laughs> But we had, but I, as I was going, I was, I started worshiping God saying, God, you've given us this blessing. And when you mm-hmm. look at God's word, it says children are a blessing. I said, you have blessed us mm-hmm. with this baby that is going to be here now in nine months or whatever. Thank you, God, so much. And so by resting on God's word, I could now sit in the, the, the result of that decision mm-hmm. and give him glory, even though I was legitimately scared, <laughs> even though I was legitimately I don't know how it's going to work out, mm-hmm. but God, you are with me in this, in, in this, because I know that you've said children are a blessing. Yeah, so good. So, uh, with that said, um, do you want to do some tangible tools or do you want to talk again about the table thing? No, I think we should definitely dive into some quick tangible tools okay. for making decisions. You've heard us talk about family vision, uh, having a family vision statement that has been instrumental in terms of like whenever we're faced with big decisions or we feel a big decision that might be coming, Mm -hmm. um, we look at our family vision statement. It's kind of ground zero for us of let's filter this through. Does this work with this, 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 and this? And we kind of Mm, already have an idea. We're so familiar with it that when decisions come, it's kind of like a yay or nay. And if it is a yay, then that means we got to start praying. We got to start like understanding God's purpose, at least for the moment in that. Um, because we're very, I think, protective of, what God's given us and how we can, how we should uh, navigate and move forward, I guess. So the family vision statement <clears throat> operates Oh yeah, for like, those of you that don't know. It Sorry. operates like a, Just like a. Go through everything. It operates like a filter in that we have spent the time and it took us probably months of revisiting this and rehashing yeah. it to actually come up with a one page document and it's just uh here's our mission statement right. as a family here's why we exist as a family yeah scripture uh, these are the things we value mm-hmm. five values mm-hmm. and then we have what are called envision statements which which are how those values will play themselves out in various capacities of our life so one of the values is community mm-hmm. so we know that we value christian community we can't we don't want to live in isolation we want to live around people that we can love and can love us we need that and so we know that we're not going to go move somewhere we don't have that. And if we do move there, then it's going to be a really clear leading from every other aspect of our of our lives. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, we do have a podcast devoted to this. You can go to FierceMarriage.com and search Family Vision. Just go to the search bar, hit Family Vision. Yeah. You can listen to that. There's also a download where you can download and fill out your own Family Vision worksheet. Mm-hmm. It's just FierceMarriage.com slash vision. And that will give you instant access to that. And it's just a one pager, um, but it'll get you started. Yeah. It, really, it's whatever you make it, but Absolutely. it'll get you started. Absolutely. Um, so when biblical wisdom isn't clear and the Family Vision statement maybe leaves room for uh, I don't know, room for discretion. Uh, there's some cool tools that I found, real cool tools <laughs> <laughs> that I found um, that can probably help you. And uh, here they are. There's three of them. Uh, know your decision-making styles. I won't get into this because we're running out of time, but basically everyone has a different communication-making style. 
I won't get into this, but here we go. In their four <laughs> analytical conceptual directi- directive and behavioral um, based on ambiguity or structure or task, technical or people and social. So yeah. there's this, it's a matrix. So just Google that d- decision making style. It It'll be in the show notes for sure. No, it won't. Oh, um, it won't? But just, yeah, because I don't own it. Like, we can't put some. Sorry. I, we don't own it. So yeah, just Google decision making styles. It'll, it'll come up. Um, and then the second one is a decision tree. That's another term. Just Google that. It's a way of weighting different decisions. If you're on the analytical side of decision making, mm. it allows you to assign values and weights to various outcomes p- based on uh, probabilities of those outcomes. It's an analytical sort of yeah. business making thing, but you can use it in your personal life if you um, try to. You can just apply it. Or just do the old Jimothy Halpert and make a pros and cons <laughs> list there. Take some beans. Put all the options around the table and put beans on each one that you like. <laughs> each bean is a vote. Beans on our faces. <laughs> no, that's the third one, actually. Just a pros and cons list. Write down everything that you it love about it. At least gets you started. Everything that you hate about yes, it. Yes, yes. Or don't like. So I guess yeah. just to some ending encouragement, we usually have a couple's conversation challenge. I think if you went and Googled those and kind of got started on a family vision, that's a great place to start. Um, but to just be encouraged that y- you, God has brought you together for a reason. There's, there's a push, there's a pull, there's a gas, there's a break, right? We are brought together for some tension points to be able to navigate and journey through making decisions together as a couple. Mm. It's very, it can be very unifying and it can also bring God so much glory in how we, uh, decide to make decisions <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you that don't be afraid of big decisions. Don't, um, don't do them out of fear, but do them, uh, confidently knowing that God is, is sovereign, that we are operating out the best wisdom that we are given in his word and to just walk confidently in that. That's such a good encouragement. And to echo what you said, you said get break and gas. Yeah. So there You're are the gas. Uh, well, it depends. In different instances, right? yeah. It totally depends because yeah. there's times when I'm the brake and you're yeah. the gas, and but we've learned to to like drive it's the car really together. Cool when we're both the gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's that makes for a hilarious wreck. <laughs> just, That's just what I'm riding. saying. It does not happen often. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we're both the brake and we go nowhere. And nothing happens and our life is dead. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. <laughs> Anyway. All right. You want to end in prayer? Why don't you pray? Yeah. God, I thank you for this time. Thank you for um, your grace in, over the decisions that we make. God, there's nothing good that happens in our life that is not somehow attributable to you and your goodness and mm. your glory. So God, I thank you that you've given us um, agency in some of these, these decisions that we make and how we live the hours and days that you've given us, how we spend the pennies and dollars you've given us, mm. how we use the energy that you allow our bodies to create from the food that you've given us. God, you've given us the ability to affect change in our lives and in the lives of others. But God, you've also told us that you are sovereign, that you are sovereign over the little decisions and the big. So God, I pray that you'd help us to be people of wisdom to be couples that are governed by by your word mm. and who follow your word and who reject folly and who reject foolishness in our lives. I pray for couples that are just struggling right now. And the decision is whether or not they should stay together. Mm. And the decision is whether or not they should reconcile. I pray that you would... Um, you would encourage them, Holy Spirit, that you would give them a fresh injection of your hope and your peace and your joy in their life. And let it be otherworldly, something that's not from them, but something that's clearly from you so that they can trust in you and then make a decision out of that place of trusting and relying on you. Jesus, we love you. You're so good to us. In your name. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you are interested in being on the Fierce Marriage, I know the see-through book launch team, you distracted you me. Us? Where are you taking us? Uh, go to seethroughbook.com and you can learn about how to be a part of that movement. We cool would be beans. very thankful. Selena's right. ready to go get lunch. You ready? Yep. We're going to go get some pokey. Are we? Yeah. You got time? I think so. Okay. We got an hour. We can do it. Okay. That's a decision I'm going to make. <laughs> go. <laughs> All right. I'll follow As you usual, blindly. this episode is in the can. And we'll see you in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit fiercemarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Mm-hmm.